Life Audio. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. Hosted by founder and CEO of SPED Homeschool, Peggy Ployer. Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit spedhomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer. Today, we are going to learn how to use good books to create great unit studies for the holidays with special guest Cheryl Swoop from Cheryl Swoop Consulting and author of Simply Classical. Welcome, Cheryl, and thanks for rejoining us on the broadcast. Thank you, Peggy. It is wonderful to be here. And just for the record, it's Cheryl Swope rhymes with rope. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. I always get that wrong, too. <laughs> I can remember that. Um, yeah, thank you. And thanks for being back with us. Um, want to thank the, lo- the listeners and viewers that are already popping on. If you're listening on the podcast, just know that we do this um, broadcast live on Facebook and YouTube. And um, you can always join us. You can check out our upcoming schedule of uh, broadcasts and um, this podcast guest is always produced a couple days after, um, or not a couple days, a couple weeks after our normal regular broadcast. So, um, so yeah, definitely um, want to check those out and all of the things on our YouTube channel that um, should like 900 videos I think we have there right now. Um, But we are approaching the holiday season. And if you're listening to the podcast, we're already there. Um, But we wanted to just encourage you this month with learning how to do um, 
some more interactive types of studies with your kids instead of maybe just the the normal um, kind of mix things up, but not mix things up in a way that um, is going to cause more stress in your life. We just want you to have more joy and more fun in this holiday season while you're home educating. And so, um, so Cheryl, I'm super excited to be talking about how to turn good books into um, all-in-one holiday unit studies with you. Um, so why don't you kick us off and um, just give us a little bit of information about um, you, your family, and maybe some holiday homeschooling traditions that um, you have. Our family is uh, my husband and myself. We've been married more than 30 years, but um, 26 years we've been a- attempting to have children, but none had come our way. We were praying. I, I felt like Hannah, just Lord, please grant me a child. And I mm. promise with your help to have that child or children serve you. And um, those were long, those were long years initially, mm. but um, but the Lord granted our prayer, and we were given through adoption hmm. a boy and a girl. Their names are Michael and Michelle. They are now 27 years old. But oh. when they came to us as babies, they they had a lot of special needs. I have a master's degree in special ed. I've always been drawn to children who struggle in one way or another. Hmm. So it was... Um, we felt truly a match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they both have autism. They both have speech or language difficulties, processing, learning disabilities, and then they both have mental illness. Mm-hmm. Their biological mother had schizophrenia. They both developed that themselves as um, early, well, early kind of preteen for my daughter, and then. Mm early teen for my son. But the good thing was that we knew to look for this. So we found specialists to, to treat early and well, Mm -hmm. and we still have access to very good care for both of them. But what we could not find, um, I was interested in classical Christian education. Mm -hmm. It was trying to become a movement. What I could not find was a school that Mm -hmm. would children given their challenges which was understood and I'd always kind of hoped that I could homeschool anyway had some Mm. friends so this was my my ticket to be able to just homeschool them yeah really so uh, we homeschooled from the beginning and we said we would just take it one year at a time Mm, that's good Mm And um, that one year turned into their entire education from toddlerhood when they came to us all the way through their graduation. Wow. <laughs> so that's kind of our background. Yeah. And, um, I love that one year at a time. That's that's such yes. a good philosophy. <laughs> what well, a someone, yeah, someone recommended <clears throat> to me. It was also very helpful for, uh, for extended family who... Mm concern what right. if what if they don't have friends you know the, mm-hmm. the kind of people can, are concerned about but of course we hooked up with good homeschooling 
families. Right. They did have friends. So did we. Mm-hmm. And it was helpful to be able to say, we're just going to take this one year at a time. If anything is ever better for them, we will choose that. Yeah. Kind of took that mm-hmm. pressure off. Right. So that whole story is told in Simply Classical. Mm-hmm. Wonderful book. Mm-hmm. For any child. Simply Classical, a beautiful education for any child. And from that came a Simply Classical curriculum, mm-hmm. which um, includes a lot of read-alouds. Today we're talking about books and read-alouds. Yeah, yes. So our holiday tradition you asked about. Yeah. We, um, we knew a family that took off every December. Hmm. They, they did not homeschool during December because there's so many parties and caroling opportunities, right? Baking opportunities, just so much that that you can do. And then also, mm-hmm. children need more sleep. At least our children. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, I found that with my children, I could never just take off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not have a schedule, not have a routine that didn't work. Yes. Yep. So books came to the rescue. Ah. I didn't always want more glitter and glue and <laughs> exactly <laughs> extra stuff. Yes. That's right. Although we did, we did some of that, but what we started doing, we gathered a lot of books about Advent or Christmas. Mm. I'm in a bin. Then every year when we brought out our Advent wreath, then at the mm-hmm. same time, we would bring out our various books. So that, that bin grew yeah. over time. Oh, I'm sure. Became, yeah. <laughs> it became our holiday tradition to just sit on the sofa and read, the, read those books. Mm. So um, yeah. my daughter, I brought some for show and tell. My my daughter Absolutely. at 27 still has favorites. She mm. said, I want you to share some of these. So oh. This was her childhood favorite. Ah, Away in the Manger. And who is right. that written by? It is um, retold by Debbie McKinnon, it says. Hmm. Um, and what it is, it's the the play of Luke two. Oh, okay. So with children, mm-hmm. time I was actually running our children's children's program, if you will. But we mm-hmm. that it was just the traditional Luke two every year. The children yeah. in our congregation had that as an evening um, an evening message for mm. so my daughter was very familiar with <laughs> with that. It tells the story oh. but then it features children playing the different roles. Right. So I'm I'm sure that brings back memories of those those events too, not just of the book. So that's kind of neat how that ties all in. Right. Yes, I was kind of surprised when she said this is one of my favorites, but you're probably mm-hmm. right. It was mm-hmm. because she remembered um she remembered looking and looking and hoping that the right. you would be tapped to play Mary. Oh. <laughs> 
things. And my son was a narrator. He was very proud of that when mm. he was well enough to be able to to read the mm. from Luke 2. Um, there's another one called A Tree for Christmas. This was uh-huh. another favorite of hers. After a word from our sponsor, we'll dive back into this conversation. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. So uh, what we talked about in setting up our podcast today, you Mm -hmm. and I, was how do you create a unit study Right. a book. So it's more than just reading a book, but how do we exactly well beyond that? So yeah, because most people think of just like literature arts and they're like, oh yeah, we're reading and, and that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. And we are. And in a sense, that's enough. If we're words and words of truth, Mm. beauty, words of comfort, hope to our children, then that is, it is certainly, enough mm-hmm. taking off a week or two weeks in December you want it to have maybe some more in educational impact right so here's, a, mm-hmm. here's an example of one that um that we we actually include in simply classical hmm. it is called Saint Nicholas the hmm. real story of the Christmas legend ah this is by Julie Stegemeyer. I love her books. Hmm. Not only is this countercultural, we because hmm. we are not just saying as Christians, no Santa Claus. We're not doing that. We're we're giving them the truth about right. about Saint Nicholas. Hmm. Okay, so yes, we have literature words mm-hmm. yes we have art this particular book has 
has wonderful art you find. In yeah, it looked like that from the front cover. Right. So that's St. Nicholas. Oh, that's beautiful. But mm -hmm. truly was. Tells the story of the man who was a pastor, St. Nicholas. Hmm. And how children would flock around him because his his words were filled with God's love for them, mm. whether they were poor or lame or, mm. or or anything. He loved the children. You think of um, Mark 10, 14, Jesus calling all children to himself, let the children come to me. Right. So this was like that. So he's telling mm. about the gospel of Jesus Christ to these children. Mm. There was a family in the story, it tells about a little boy. So this is the one that the children mm. will identify with. Is the little boy comes to St. Nicholas. His family, he's concerned about his family. His family has a problem, mm. problem financial. It involves his three sisters. Mm. If I can. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so he pleads with St. Nicholas to help his family. The story goes on to tell how St. Nicholas prays for help mm. from to help and serve all the people in his care, but it's mm. in particular this little boy's family. So this, mm. the story goes on to share how, because of the love of Christ in St. Nicholas, mm. flip through him to the family that that family was served and it sets mm. for why we give gifts to each other because of the gift of forgiveness salvation that we've been given in christ mm. from that we are enabled and um in, inspired if you will right to, to give to others so it's just a very, it's a charming story. Mm -hmm. We can incorporate geography. Because oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, they talk about where he lived. So he was in an area on the Mediterranean Sea across from Greece in modern mm -hmm. Turkey. It was in um, Asia Minor. Okay. So, what we often did is we have a we had a globe. Mm, next. Mm -hmm. We I preferred that over the flat map. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so first, and we first always said, "Where are we?" So ah uh, yes. Are mm -hmm. in our case, we're in Missouri and mm -hmm. the United States. All right, now let's see if we can find Greece, and then we could find across from Greece. There's the Mediterranean Sea. Mm -hmm. There. This was called something different back in that day. Mm. It was Asia Minor. That is where St. Nicholas lived. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So, geography, history, mm -hmm. right. Christian studies, mm -hmm. and comfort as well. All, right. um, all in a book that has literature and art and. Mm -hmm. And again, the truth to help combat all of the commercialism and right, exactly, uh, and 
kind of antichrist focus mm-hmm. oh santa claus now you you can you can merge the two in a, a safe and right yeah and you're way. you're equipping your your children to to understand everything not just taking out because it just doesn't agree with you know we don't agree with the mainline view of santa claus but yes um but giving them more instead of taking away and making it less exactly right and we don't have to do uh make-believe either we don't Mm -hmm. have to pretend that santa claus exists right if we don't want to do that we we can um sidestep that whole thing so Mm -hmm. that book. another yeah is called christmas day in the morning we include this Mm. as no it's by Pearl S. Buck. Oh, so, yes. That one. Mm-hmm. The Good Earth. She received a Nobel Prize, Pulitzer Prize. What I love about these books that we chose is the language. It's so oh, different yes. hmm. than, um, than what how we speak. Right. Mm-hmm. I read something that was very persuasive to me early on that in our own conversations, we use X amount of words, let's say Mm 5,000. But when we read, we're expanding that so much more. Yes. Mm -hmm. So vocabulary, not just Mm -hmm. what, it's just the way things are said. Yeah. So here, this is about a boy, by the way. Um, is 15. So hmm. picture books are not just for little kids. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> so at a quarter to three, he got up and put on his clothes. He crept downstairs, careful of the creaky boards, and let himself out. The big star hung lower over the barn roof, a reddish gold. The cows looked at him, sleepy and surprised. Hmm. I just love, yeah. I love the the other thing. This too is motivated by love. Hmm. He says that he overheard one morning his father talking to his mother. They lived on a farm, mm-hmm. and his father said, "Mary, I hate to call Rob in the mornings. He's growing so fast, and he needs his sleep. If you could see how he sleeps when I go in to wake him up, I wish I could manage alone." And mother, being very sensible, she says, well, you can't have him. His mother's voice was brisk. Besides, he isn't a child anymore. It's time he took his turn. Yes, his father said slowly, but I sure do hate to wake him. Hmm. And the little boy says, or the young, the young boy says, yeah. young man, says, when he heard these words, something in him woke. His father loved him. He had thought of it before, taking for granted the tie of their blood. And it says, too, mm. neither his father nor his mother talked about loving their children. They had no much, no time for such things. There was always so much to do. <laughs> so now that he knows, it says, now that he mm. knew his father loved him, there would be no more loitering in the mornings and having to be called again. Mm. He got up after that, stumbling with sleep pulled on his clothes, his eyes tight shut, but he got up. 
in classical yeah. education circles, we call that moral imagination. Mm. The most powerful thing about good books, we're creating, right. we're forming the child through the character lessons that are learned mm-hmm. within the stories. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you feel like you're not teaching. Mm-hmm. Not doing our math lessons, maybe that week or two or month of December. Mm-hmm. Right. But we are. And then the gathering around, having a right. place to read. Mm-hmm. It's just our sofa. But right. Um, but but even today, if my husband pulls out some of the books, even from our curriculum, like these or these pictures. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course he's got an eager audience there <laughs> right there oh and, yeah and i usually do too i mm-hmm. i'm right into to listen as well right so interesting captivating about you know just really good stories and good books that just draw you in and and you know you you want to be part of the story you want to imagine and um and like you said you've Picture books doesn't matter the age. Um, it, we can all enjoy them. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And then introducing them to to great authors, but mm-hmm. through simple stories. So another example of that is um, another one that we have in our curriculum. We include these every December, uh-huh. different levels all the way up. So this one is Papa Panoff's special day. Hmm. So guess who the author of this long, um, long-standing tale is? I have no idea. Tolstoy. Really? Yes. So huh. um, Anna Karenina, right? <laughs> yeah. Papa Panov. Uh, it's much smaller. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's thin. It's accessible. Mm-hmm. This one, um, this is my favorite when I first read it. It brought me to tears, and I was reading it with mm. Michelle, my daughter, and she and I both were looking at each other. We're just, oh my goodness, Aww. it's so touching. Hmm. This one similarly is about giving, but hmm. um, this is a, a widower who is feeling lonely. Hmm. He has this sense that Jesus is coming Christmas Day. Hmm. He looks. For Jesus, it was almost as if a dream, in a dream, he was thinking that Jesus himself would be coming Christmas Day. Hmm. And as he went through his day, he was looking for Jesus. Here's a street sweeper who was cold. Hmm. He said, I'm, but I'm looking for Jesus. And then hmm. he he says, but that that poor man looks so thin and hungry and and cold. So he invites him mm. in for coffee and tells him tells him of the Christ mm. child who who came on on Christmas morning. Mm. One by one, people who were in need come by. He had made a pair of shoes. He's a, she was a shoemaker, this mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. 
he had said, if, if I had been the wise man, I would have brought mm. this. This was the best I ever made. Hmm. But he knew now, of course, that Jesus was a man. He was the king and yeah. um, God himself. He had no need of these shoes. But then a, a little, um, a mother brings her child hmm. down the street and uh, pa- Papa Panoff invites the mother and the child in. She hmm. says, I have no money. And she was embarrassed because his um, the baby had no shoes and here it is winter. Mm. So, of course, you know what happens. Right. <laughs> and so on until he, at the end, he says, I, I still had hoped for Jesus, but I had... I had a blessed Christmas day Hmm. as if in a vision, all of the faces of people that he had seen Hmm. throughout the day passed through. And then there is the, the verse whatsoever you have done to the least of these you have done to me. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me water. I was cold and you took me in. Hmm. These people you have helped today, it was as if he was hearing this all the time. You were helping them. You were helping me. And he says, I shall remember that now whenever I read the Christmas Hmm. story. Yeah. um, That's really neat. Yeah. Just those powerful, um, just truths but but told in a way that it's relational and you know it kind of it takes you through that journey with with that person instead of just reading the scripture verse and and um and then even just being able to turn around and bless others and and to teach your children we have these opportunities around us all the time instead of just this person in the book um and that's i mean people focus on it so much during the christmas season anyways and there's so many opportunities to be able to serve and give um and it just puts your heart in the right place you know when you you read stories like that Yes, so yeah. true. Right. So how easy is it then from there to help your child with with special needs to think beyond himself? Mm-hmm. Hey, okay, who do we know that's hungry or thirsty or cold or in need or, or lonely? Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have to look far. I mean, on no. in our um, neighborhood, it's just right on our street. We have a lot of elderly people. Mm-hmm. So children like ours, um, like my twins, they both have autism. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that empathy or thinking from someone else's perspective, that's difficult to do. They call it theory right. of mind in mm-hmm. the literature. But really, we're just talking about old-fashioned compassion, empathy. Right. Mm-hmm. Stories can help our children with special needs to think outside of themselves mm-hmm. and to think of of another person's life from that person's perspective. Right. Yeah. That is, that's a great, yeah. 
so good because we we get so stuck in the mode of well it's all about us and you know and it's it's easy to fall into that because you know we're we're so focused on caring for our kids and everything in our home and it becomes overwhelming um we almost have to have seasons like this that interrupt us and tell us you know remind us it's more than that and our focus even with our children needs to be towards these things and, and giving and helping and um, and it is possible it just might not be as elaborate as you know maybe we did when we were single <laughs> so um, but but the ability to to just move beyond the the commercialized traditions of the season and and using these books to cultivate really that versus just you know, we'll pass through we'll read a couple of books on the couch it's not just about reading the books right and the, and choosing choosing the good books that are going to have that kind of impact and then just slowing right. down too we found for my daughter especially that the the whole christmas season was so overstimulating mm, yes. the sensory overload we also we found that we couldn't decorate too early mm, mm-hmm. have their trees up already and it's not even thanksgiving i know we, yeah we, we didn't want to do that i mean because we uh, we lean more liturgical so we <laughs> have advent first and yeah but even so when when we had things up too early, it just was too much for her. She was waking up mm. too early. She was discombobulated. Mm. We we had to go to um, much more like several decades ago when people would put up their tree Christmas Eve or sometimes right. 21st or 22nd or something like that. Mm-hmm. We just we found yeah. that the, the slowing down during December was really important for her to maintain just her her um, kind of mental equilibrium, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Help to do yeah. that, you have mm-hmm. to just right the pages and mm-hmm. so. Tips, yeah. um, one I mentioned already was to have a globe handy for checking. Yeah. Um, like Papa Panoff, well, so Tolstoy mm-hmm. was a Russian author. So the man who wrote this book was from Russia. Mm-hmm. We can up, we can find out where that is, maybe learn a little bit about Russia or about books, mm-hmm. other books that he has written mm-hmm. in our house. Go downstairs and see if we could find on our shelves a couple of those very thick books that he wrote. Right. <laughs> and... Um, and then another tip that was helpful for me with my son was if he t- was kind of reluctant to sit and read, yeah. never had a problem with my daughter, mm-hmm. but if <laughs> to listen to a story, then I would say, well, we're going to read two. So choose this or this first. Which one would you like to read first? Oh, yes. So simple, but it made such a difference. Oh, I want this one. So, yep. mm-hmm. so and so we had we have a whole host of things in our bin. This mm. one, classic. Yes, Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the um, it's not just the program that's on television. 
And what's nice about this one is you don't have any commercials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <But> true. <laughs> you still get... Um, or the songs that get stuck in your head. My daughter came home. She works retail. And she's like, oh, that one Charlie Brown Christmas song. It's stuck in my head. <laughs> That's right. So you still have, you still have that priceless scene. Hmm. Can anybody tell me what Christmas is all about? And then Linus, alone now on the stage, says, lights, please. Mm-hmm. And then he spoke. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Yeah. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not. For behold, we bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of, da- of in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Yeah. And what uh, what we have done is to tie that with the Bible, so that they understand this is truly this is my grandma's Bible. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> It was the King James, just like they have in Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Part of every year, my grandma did. She oh. she had a family Bible that she displayed mm-hmm. with Seda behind it always, and then it was oh. always open to Luke too. Mm. But we can say that. I mean, we can say here it is: for unto you is born this day in the city of David a mm. Savior. Christ the Lord. Yeah. Yep. So again, linking linking the books beyond mm-hmm. Absolutely. Beyond what we're um, what we're just reading. Yeah. Yeah. And then art. You mentioned the language arts, but right. But here's one, the Christmas story hmm. from the Metropolitan Museum of Art. There is so oh. much sacred art around. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I won't read from this one, but I'll just show you. This is, um, and it came to pass in those days. So there's, let me see. There we yeah. go. Yep, we can see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in the back, they have where all of these are. Where they're yes. displayed um, and... Right. So hmm. who the artists are, there some are from the Netherlands, some from Italy. Okay. You can look up the artists, what else have they done? Often if they've if they've created sacred art for Christmas, they have hmm. sacred art for other times in the church year. It's a great okay. time to go over the whole the, the whole church year with mm-hmm. Easter and Ascension and just Remembering that this is all part of the salvation story. Right. Yeah. But we're going. Yeah. This holiday time, Christmas time is just a a snippet of the the larger offerings of the books that, you know, speak into truth. The artwork that speaks into truth is all these, these things that we can constantly be using throughout the year. Really? Yeah. That's a great point. Very cool. I I love that. And um so so yeah, I it um it just seems like it just 
this this type of learning just really anchors what's most important um, in some very impactful ways that you don't really even have to, as a parent, plan for, um, right. other than getting the books. <laughs> right. and having them available in a bin or whatever, you can do something more artistic than I did. It could be a lovely basket. <laughs> it could be uh, something like that, but just having them mm-hmm. all in place and pulling them out every year, that for us, that's what made mm-hmm. our very special. Yeah. Yeah. The guest I had on last week, we were talking about Advent and she had talked about different books and, um, you know, numbering them each year and or something and then, you know, pulling out numbers from the Advent calendar and then picking a book from from the bin as, as a way to tie that in. Um, so yeah, there's, nice. there's just lots of different ways to to incorporate that or to focus on one or maybe one book and make it even longer. Sometimes we we did one book for an entire week. Um, yeah. read the same story how impactful that is I, I can you talk a little bit about the the importance of of that um, repetition especially yes. for our students with those yes. types of things we do that in simply classical too we read um, especially in the early years and our read, readiness levels we will read the same book over and over we do that in our mm-hmm. manner programs too um, myself and others yeah. We read the same book, but every time, every day we're doing a little bit, uh, we're doing something a little different with it. We mm-hmm. might mm-hmm. motor things like point to the butterfly on the page where mm-hmm. we're kind of working on observational skills, but then right. also isolating that finger, which is kind of a pre-writing skill. Mm-hmm. ones. But then later you can do things with the art when they're oh, yeah. nicely illustrated. So let's let's look at the art a little more closely this time. Yes. Yeah. Looking for the details that we might have missed. So mm-hmm. we talked about Papa Panoff, the Tolstoy one. This is a great book for that because the um like you have this little cat. He has a cat and it appears oh. in <laughs> different pages. There's the cat again. Mm-hmm. His bed. There it is. Yeah. So <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, make sure that they're paying attention <laughs> at least. <laughs> right. And then um, another thing that we do in the simply classical curriculum that you, but you can do with any children's book is to have them replicate one of the scenes. And mm. again, like with my son has to have some choices so right choose your favorite scene in the whole book and then you give him good colored pencils and a good sketch pad mm-hmm. recreate this scene draw this scene or it could be watercolors mm-hmm. some children like our children with autism sometimes they they want it to be exactly the same oh yes Tracing paper can help. So ah, just trace, great idea. Mm-hmm. With a pencil, but in incorporating that art mm-hmm. with the books. Yeah. To add attention to detail. Oh, kind of absolutely. Minding the book for all of its treasures. It, yes, really that that is um it's what you're doing and 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 
it makes the story much more memorable, the more experiences you add to it. And um, I think sometimes we're like, well, we read that book, let's move on to the next one. And, or, you know, we have to go back to the library because we don't have enough to make it through. <laughs> and we, yeah, we think quantity is over quality and, um, and just it, that, that importance of repeating and, and really immersing into that. Or, you know, if they made some sort of recipe in the book, um, find the recipe and, and make it. And if you, even if you've never tried it, just try it, <laughs> see how it turns out. <laughs> With the, the snow in, there's a, a little house Christmas book. They yes. Maple. Yep. Yeah. Maple candies, but wait in the snow. Uh huh. (laughs) Of course, when you have the pristine snow, you can, you can do that. Uh So um, I will say too, that of course, none of these ideas are mine or um, original to me. When I was first looking into homeschooling, I found this book that was so inspiring to me. It was mentioned in the read aloud handbook. And I thought, well, I just need to get a copy of this myself. It's Hmm. Kushla and her books. You can still Hmm. find all of the copies of it. It's from the, um, well, she was, this little girl was homeschooled starting in 1971, I believe, or she was maybe born in 71. Hmm. And actually she might not have been homeschooled, but they took, they took a book centered approach to mm. her early development. So they, they may not have called it homeschooling. Right. Yeah. Exactly what they were doing. Hmm. Um, that's, a, that's the little girl. She was born with a host of global, what we would call now global developmental delays, hmm. fine motor, gross motor, cognitive um, vision, right. just all kinds of, hmm. of challenges. And her parents used a book-centered approach to mm-hmm. therapy. It was sort of like book therapy, right. even helping her learn how to turn a page. Oh, yeah. We do that in our curriculum, too. We start with board books because, of mm. course, it's much easier to grasp. Right. But like um, book skills, mm-hmm. spending time with the cover, too. That's another thing that they did that hmm. we do also. So um, here's a another Christmas book. So this mm-hmm. is called The Very First Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we talk about what do you think this is going to be about? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Or looking, and of course that's um, cursive. So if they don't read cursive, we can mm-hmm. Picture, what do you think this is going to be about? Who do you see in the picture? Right. And then talking about who is who's the author, who's mm. the editor, what's the difference between those two? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they did such things with little Kushla. Hmm. Her intelligence grew in a way that they didn't um the doctors didn't expect. Her vocabulary was higher than doctors expected Hmm. it was as a as a person with a special ed background kind of steeped in all of the therapies that you can access Mm -hmm. language I really had never heard of book therapy but it it appealed to me so much that Hmm. very influential 
in helping yeah. me understand that if we're reading good books mm -hmm. and enjoying that time together, it is therapeutic. Mm -hmm. It doesn't yeah. always have to be driving to... <laughs> Right. <laughs> we we can accomplish a lot just on our own. Mm. And again, require glitter and glue and cleanup and right. Accomplish quite a bit just by reading. Right. Yeah. yeah. Old fashioned, just reading with our children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, making that reading interactive, that that back and forth, and that's something that we we also lose because again we're just trying to get through things um, at a, such a, a quick pace that we forget about you. Know, yeah, the we are reading a story, but there's so much more involved in storytelling and and being immersing into that story, and yeah. It, can be a powerful learning, learning tool, learning experience and, and create memories. Like you, you started talking about at the very beginning, you know, your, your daughter's still loving those books that, um, that that's impactful for their lives. When we, we put in the effort to make that a meaningful part of our, our traditions, I guess is, is really that. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, you shared a lot of really good books. And um, so do you have any resources to share with our listeners? Um, if they want to start doing these, and maybe they haven't made the list that you of the books that you shared and, um, you know, or, or how did you how did you? Okay, I'm going to go back myself up on this. <laughs> how did you come about to start picking books? Um, we some of them like family favorites um, or off of other book lists or how did you kind of start your collection if a family was going to want to do that? That's a very good question. I honestly don't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we just seemed to acquire some. Maybe they were mm. given to us. I know we had some favorite publishers, so I would look yeah. for through the, the publishers that I felt mm. like I now, uh, some of these have come to us through Memoria Press, mm -hmm. which is a that I trust. Yeah. And, um, they, have, they have a stellar person mm. choosing children's books. Um, it's oh, wow. Lee Bo. She's the daughter-in-law of the founder of Memoria Press. Mm. She is just really adept at choosing books that are beautifully illustrated, mm. well old stories that 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 we can trust so that has yeah. um, those have been wonderful additions mm. to what we amassed just right um, I guess accidentally I really <laughs> right. don't know how to set plan it's just mm -hmm. um, that we did but yes a resource so yeah um, anyone can email me I have compiled an entire list from ages little bitty or abilities that are young all the way up through high school. Because of course, mm -hmm. many of the great writers wrote for the Christmas right. uh, season or the, the Christmas message. I think of Dickens, a Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. that's he, he reads that every hmm. year just wow. because that's, that's his, that's his tradition. Tradition. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. The 
his best friends now has a master's in library science. Mm. And this friend says he believes that A Christmas Carol is the best story in terms of beginning, middle, uh-huh. and uh-huh. ever ever written. That huh. for him, that's that's the the ultimate story. <laughs> anyway, so this list, I I did share the link with you, but. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'll put it in the YouTube description as well as the, the podcast description. So right. And, and I think all, if not, um, I think most, if not all, of those are available through Memoria Press. There are hyperlinks mm-hmm. in, in that. There. Okay. But um, but you can also email me, listeners, um, mm-hmm. Earl yep. Swope at memoriapress.com. Okay, and it's I'll not sure memorial, it's yep. memoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. I w- will happily send that that list along. It is by age or ability. Mm-hmm. We have um, a whole list of picture books for Christmas, and then That's awesome. I should also mention that we include read alouds throughout the year in other subjects. Mm. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I grabbed a few. I have just found that for my kids, at least, it's been really helpful to supplement things like math with read-alouds. So uh-huh. we actually have arithmetic Great idea. Huh. for each level hmm. as we study different things. This book for right now, How Many Seeds? Mm, in a pumpkin. Yeah. This one... Um, this one is great for currently, as is this one. Mm-hmm. Now, by the time you're, um, mm-hmm. well, I think I remember reading that. <laughs> I, think, I think that this is great. Again, history. We're talking about the first Thanksgiving Day for mm-hmm. in, um, America, but it's also a counting story. Yeah, and wonderfully illustrated again. Hmm. Just warm colors of fall, which you can talk about the the colors of fall versus Mm, mm -hmm. Um, when we talk about doubles, we have two of everything. Uh. (laughs) And that idea that we're not just adding one to something, but we're actually doubling. Uh, Yes. Again, a great way to firm up the concepts we have one on um, place, oh, value, place value wow money mm-hmm. and and also too for our kids with say dysgraphia or attention difficulties where they're, mm-hmm. they're just tired of those worksheets right or, um or even the hands-on things or the games yeah mm-hmm. uh, what we've done is we've plugged in the read-alouds to where the skills were just taught and then mm. you kind of sit back and have yeah. them sink in a little mm-hmm. bit. This one I just found. One of the ones we had had gone out of print, so I needed to find oh. it. It's amazing how hard it is to find yeah. a well-illustrated book for numbers 1 to 100. But I found hmm. this one. I love it. It's 100 oh. bucks. Oh. It's also a counting book. Hmm. So that's in there. Um, so, so anyway, I had talked yeah. about the 
the curriculum, we have a magazine. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Anyone can journal. It's mm-hmm. free. We have articles. We have all of our, um, you know, all of our things that we offer. Mm-hmm. That comes, it's like a magazine and a catalog. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Comes out yeah. But you can subscribe at simplyclassical.com, which is on the screen. Mm-hmm. And then each, each level has a planner that gives you the lesson plans. Mm-hmm. And again, he's just drawing all children to himself. It is a Christian program. We have mm-hmm. charter versions, though. But, but we include everything that we talked about. Very cool. With, yeah. with daily lesson plans for all subjects. With yeah. a reader. Mm-hmm. And then some of the language to use when introducing the books. Yeah, that's helpful too, just to, to make sure you have that smooth transition into to new subjects and um and 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 so the student knows what to be aware of as they're getting started and you as a parent do too. Um, you know, that's right. always always right. good to go in knowing what what the goals are or the um just the the standards of what what we're going to talk about and um instead of just going in and say well we just got to get these worksheets done um so there there's a larger <laughs> purpose <laughs> than just getting it done <laughs> yes much larger and so what people have said is they really appreciate that um it's not quite scripting but mm-hmm. there there is a lot of verbiage that's included so that you know how to introduce the book mm what questions you can ask if you have yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Point out. So that's, um, those are included too, so that people say, I'm, I'm learning how to teach my child. Yes. As mm-hmm. That's, yeah, so important because many of us, unlike you, we're not trained to be teachers. <laughs> and so I, I think I found that to be the hardest thing for homeschooling for me because I wasn't trained to be a teacher. I was trained to be an engineer and I could talk to engineers all day, but not my kids. <laughs> and I had no idea how to teach them the concepts. And so it was, it's helpful to have those resources um, for people like me, especially. <laughs> Well, we did have is with an engineering background is an idea of how to how to have processes. Yes, were, processes were good at our house. Yes, exactly. Well, thanks so much, Cheryl. This was uh, it. Just warmed my heart to hear the the tidbits of stories that you read to me. <laughs> and so, even though we didn't have any questions from our audience tonight, there's few people popping in and out. Um, but, um, but yeah, this has been great. And I know that um, those who will watch later, if you're just popping on now, um, this just this hour conversation has been a blessing. Cheryl's been talking about using um, good books to, um, to create great all in one unit studies. And, um, and, and also just encourage us as teachers just to be more engaged with our students. I, I think that those are my big takeaways from, from today as, um, yes, we can do so much with so little and, um, and we just have to be purposeful about, about doing that and, and taking advantage of those, those good things that, um, our resources that we can we can dive into there um and it doesn't have to cost a lot either it's it's no, just uh, yeah and you know mm-hmm. to the 
um, just this just occurred to me too. To the mom who is weary or mm. or suffering from her own health issues, yes. this happens a lot with our homeschoolers. It happened to me too, where autoimmune mm. things started taking over, and I think we're just mm. some, so very tired because yeah. we're doing so much. This. Um, this is good news for us too, that we yeah. can sit on the sofa and listen to our children mm. read to them and talk about books. It's very uh, low energy. Mm-hmm. So those are. Um, yeah. And very that's therapeutic that's to ourselves too, which right. we need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is Absolutely. True. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl. This has been a blessing to have this hour with you to discuss this. And um, and um, and for all of you that have been joining us, um, just watching in the wings, um, we appreciate you. Um, just know that this broadcast was sponsored by viewers like you. To make a tax-deductible donation to SPED Homeschool, you can visit our website at spedhomeschool.com. And um, next week, we are still talking about unit studies. Can you believe it? Five weeks in a row we've been talking about unit studies and we still have more to talk about um i have connor boyack on next week um he is the author of the tuttle twins and he's going to be talking about how to create unit studies out of current events and historic events and to bring kind of those into the fold of our discussions and our homes around um around these holiday type of traditions, but there is so much history. And I know Cheryl, you talked a little bit about that just through your books, but those history and current events, what is happening now during our holiday seasons that we can um, kind of bring into that, that conversation with our children and, um, and not just exclude current events or, or history because we've got all these busy things that we're doing. So we're going to focus on that as our wrap-up topic um, for our unit studies um, this month. So super excited about that. So um, thanks again, Cheryl. It's always a blessing to have you on, and you always have so much wisdom to share and um, just blessings on you and your family over the holidays. Thank you, Peggy. You too. Yeah, absolutely. So this was Empowering Homeschool Conversations, and it was brought to you by SPED Homeschool. Definitely go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home and to help um, fund our nonprofit um, outreach to diverse learners. Click on the donate button and give a one-time donation or um, consider becoming a monthly supporter. And um, we'll see you all next week. Take care. God bless. Have a great Thanksgiving. And we'll see you here next Tuesday. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Bye. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This has been Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.